Welcome to CEO On The Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm your host, Gail Lance, and together we'll be exploring the people side of leadership. You'll learn how to better engage and inspire those around you and yourself. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of CEO On The Go. Whether you're a CEO, a senior executive, or a leader who simply wants to learn and grow, I'm really glad that you're listening in. And I have to let you know, this is an experiment for me, but one that I felt compelled to do because so many leaders are struggling right now to find time to work on themselves. Some can't find time to develop themselves personally or even to focus on what they really need. Some don't even know what they really need right now. Maybe you can relate to that. I'm guessing that you're here to get some ideas, insights, perspective, or even some inspiration to help you make the impact that you want to make in your role. At least that's my hope for you with this podcast. The irony is that I'm launching CEO on the go at a time when many CEOs and senior executives I'm working with are feeling very stuck. We're in a global pandemic, and just when we're trying to figure out how to deal with that major challenge, other challenges have compounded that. We have financial uncertainty, protests occurring, unemployment rising, heightened sensitivities all converging at the same time. It's a tough time to lead, and there's a lot of fear and frustration. I choose to describe the experience as interesting or unusual. And when I'm thinking about my motivation to even do this podcast, I almost chickened out. But then I thought, what better time to practice and expand my mission-driven work? I want to be a catalyst to help you move through these times and beyond with more ease, clarity, and purpose. So I'll be sharing ideas in relatively short chunks of time, about 15 to 20 minutes, and I'll try to stay focused on a topic or a theme that's especially relevant during these changing times. So let's get started. For today, I thought it would be useful to talk about communication, especially in a working from home environment. You may have some people who are now working back at the office. Some may be staying at home, or more importantly, you may have people who are at home and they want to stay there. They've gotten a taste of it and they really like working there and they enjoy that experience. So one of the fundamental challenges leaders are facing now is how to engage and work well with remote teams or split teams where you have some of your people working at home and some at the office. And there's a lot of advice out there. Communication is a broad topic, so obviously we won't cover everything, but I'd just like to give you three things to think about that I think will be helpful. Number one is understanding your own communication style, possibly your working from home style. Are you aware of it? And if you are aware of your style, do you care about it? I'm guessing if you're listening to this that you do care, but there are some people out there who are aware of their style, but they don't really care about the impact that they're having. They tend to excuse it. They say, oh yeah, well, that's the way I've been wired, or that's just the way I've always been, or I'm not going to change. For example, there are leaders who like to push for results. Sometimes they can put people off because others aren't able to act as quickly as they would like. They can't keep up. They expect other people to adapt to their style as opposed to figuring out how they can modify what they're doing to be more effective. So if you do know your style, don't excuse it. Do what you can to use it. And by that, I mean leverage it. Find ways that you can make the most of it and be more deliberate about how you're showing up how you're applying that in your leadership role, because there are some advantages to everyone's style. Number two, understand others' communication style. That means your direct reports or other people on your team. Do you understand what their communication style preferences are? 
And do they understand each other's preferences? It's one thing for you to understand them, but they may not be aware of each other's preferences. So there are ways that you can shore that up as well. And we'll, we'll talk about that. And if you really want to get to the highest level of team performance, it's moving from understanding the differences in communication to actually appreciating those differences. That's when you know you've really got a team that can gel. There are some people who understand the differences, but they're simply trying to put up with it just to get through it. But once you've got everybody on the same page and, and showing some appreciation, then that's where the team can thrive. Number three, set a goal for yourself based on the understanding that you have of yourself and of other people. What's a goal you would set? It could be something very easy. It shouldn't take too much time or thought. I can share a few examples to get your wheels turning. I worked with a client years ago and she was very direct in her role. She was a senior leader with very low patience. She wanted to get things done. She demanded it. People were literally afraid of her. They wouldn't bring up issues. She didn't understand why they wouldn't talk to her. She had a short fuse and ultimately they felt shut down. So once she had gotten some feedback on her style and understood the impact, she was able to make some adjustments and temper her tone and alter the way that she was showing up. She was still in her style, but it was modified and it worked in a way that helped others become more willing to bring forward information. Another example, completely different. I call it a workaround scenario when I was working with a senior leader who was extremely non-confrontational. He had two direct reports who weren't even speaking to each other. In fact, they didn't even want to be in the same room. So his solution was to channel the work through him. Can you imagine how frustrating that would be to have people channeling their work through you? It was a path of least resistance for him to have that workflow moving through his office, as opposed to helping the other two get along and work through their differences. He couldn't address the elephant in the room. So we were able to work together and determine some ways that he could help overcome his reluctance to be direct and to speak up in ways that would help the team come together differently. Once he realized how much he was holding the team back by actually doing the work for them, things could shift. He understood that it was really affecting productivity and efficiency, and the team just couldn't continue that way. So they were able to make some changes there. Another example was a, a really friendly client, a senior executive who loves to talk, and he got some feedback that as warm and friendly as he was and nice to be around, other people didn't feel like they had a chance to speak when they were in conversations. So he set a goal to improve his listening and was intentional about showing up in conversations and trying to pause and ask questions and make sure that other people felt like they were more heard. And then finally, the last example I'll mention was a strategic planning session I was leading. There were about 12 people around a table. We were on an off-site situation. And I thought the leader did a really nice job queuing up the tone for the meeting, talking about how he wanted everyone to feel comfortable, sharing their ideas, put what you want on the table. We want to hear from everyone in the room. Don't be shy. But then as soon as people started sharing ideas, he started pouncing on them, saying, that's an idea that we won't even think about. No, we can't do that. That's crazy. Or we don't have the budget for that. Or that doesn't make sense. So as soon as he started criticizing the ideas immediately when they were shared, of course, people were shutting down. It was really hard to get through the day. But once he realized 
that his impact was creating the opposite result that he was trying to go for, he was able to make some adjustments. They got the ideas flowing, finally. People need to feel heard and understood. So making sure your communication is as effective as it can be is just a no-brainer. Communication is probably one of the most common problems that I hear executives talking about when I ask them, you know, what's going on? What are you struggling with? And it's broad. Communication is just one lens through which to understand yourself and others. We'll look through some other lenses as well later on. But for now, I thought it would be interesting just to highlight eight different styles, one of which is probably yours, or you might be a mix of a couple of them, but usually people have a primary style that they can identify. And I'll share four different pairs of opposites to try to make it easier to understand. I'll just give you a little snippet so that you can see if you see yourself in any of these examples. The first pair of opposites is directive versus reflective. So if you're a direct communicator, you probably appreciate it when someone doesn't want to waste your time, when people can move fairly quickly in conversation, when they don't set meetings for the sake of setting up a meeting, there has to be a purpose. Compared to reflective types who appreciate being able to have an opening for them to share their opinions, they typically don't just jump into conversation. If you're working with them on video, perhaps they're working from home, you might need to prompt them. Keep in mind, they don't like feeling pressured when they have to make a difficult decision. And this is different compared to the person who has a direct style where that comes more easily to them. The second pair of opposites is outgoing versus reserved. So you may be an outgoing style if you enjoy the video communication. Most outgoing types do. You feel more connected to people. You probably enjoy communicating and you enjoy communication that's not overly formal, that's warmer compared to reserved types that prefer communication that has a clear plan. They want to stick to a specific topic compared to outgoing types that can go down all kinds of rabbit trails and conversations depending on what they want to talk about. But the reserve types are different. They really like to stay on task and they also don't like to be called out if you're in a large meeting. The next pair of opposites is predictable versus dynamic. If you're a predictable style, it's probably important for people to understand that you like to be asked open-ended questions to draw out your responses, that you don't want to be the first person to speak up in a meeting. You don't want to be put on the spot. However, if you're a dynamic communicator, you're more active, kind of eager in the way that you communicate, fast moving or flexible. Thinking out loud is something that you like to do if you're a dynamic communicator. And you can also cover multiple topics in one meeting. So it's a different kind of flow compared to a predictable kind of communicator. And then the last pair of opposites is compliant versus pioneering. So a compliant type of communicator is neat, organized. They like to plan. They really like to know what's expected of them. They're rule followers. They don't like to be vague. In fact, this environment is especially frustrating to compliant types because things are changing so quickly. Expectations are shifting. They don't always know what's going on. They can't really follow a plan. So for this type in particular, these times can be especially challenging. So it's important to note that if you have compliant types on your team. You can contrast that with pioneering styles. Uh, the pioneering style communicator likes to have an outlet for unconventional topics. They want to explore creative solutions. Like I said, they're more unconventional, more intuitive compared to compliant types. So they have a very different style of communication. Now, all of the styles that people have, are, they're neither good nor bad. 
there's no right or wrong. We're all wired differently. And that can be an, an advantage or it can be a problem if you're not aware of how you come across or how to leverage your style. The good news is that I do have a resource for you and it's free if you're interested in taking advantage of it. But before I do that, I thought I'd share some details about a suggested little exercise that you can do with your team. It's something easy, doesn't have to be rocket science. But what I would suggest is at your next team meeting, get a pulse on how your team is communicating. Ask them to rate how well the team is communicating on a scale of one to 10. If you're working virtually on a Zoom session, for example, you might do a quick poll. Hey, on a scale of one to 10, how are we doing? Now, that can be a broad question, right? How is our communication? But you could narrow that if you need to, like how responsive are we being to one another? How clear are we being to one another? So you can do some variation, but do a quick poll just to get a pulse. And then ask your team, what's working well as it relates to the way that we're communicating now, given the new environment that we're operating in? And what could we improve? I'm a big believer in bringing out the best in your people to, to bring solutions forward so that you don't have to have everything on your shoulders. You don't have to have everything figured out as the leader. So I suggest that you do that exercise and just to see what bubbles up in your conversation. So like I said, if you're curious to learn more about your own working from home style, I have a free assessment that you can take easily online and it only takes about 10 to 15 minutes. You get results instantly which is great. So you can take it yourself. You can share it with your team members. You can share it with family, especially if you're working from home. So you can understand how to engage with them better or share it with whoever you're living with, but it's really open to the public. So feel free to take it yourself and share the link with anyone else who you think would benefit. We'll include a link in the show notes in case you're interested in that, or you can check it out at workmatters.com forward slash working from home. That's workmatters.com forward slash working from home. Well, I hope this episode on communication has helped you value differences in the room or on Zoom, wherever you're meeting. If you have questions or would like to recommend topics for other podcast episodes, I'd love to hear from you. Just go to ceoonthegopodcast.com. Remember, your work matters as a leader, especially now. Until next time, take care. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and visit workmatters.com. And if you have a question or a suggestion for a future topic for the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. So keep growing as a leader and doing the work that matters to you. Until next time.